0: I want to preach to you for just a few minutes tonight. We should be out by 8 o'clock. My part will be done. I'll put it that way. God wants to keep on going. We'll just stay here as long as he wants to go. But what he's given me will not take that much unless he wants to interrupt. Well, I just have to check myself all the way around talking about that. God will do whatever he wants to do if we will let him. Amen? Amen? I'm going to be reading all over the Bible tonight. So it's it's just going everywhere. We're going to start in Genesis end up in Revelations, and we'll just come, just do the whole thing tonight. Does that sound all right? I want to give a few demonstrations and testimonials in the Bible as we get started here to connect this with my text tonight. Psalms 139 and 13 and 14, Psalms 119, 73 and 74, and then Isaiah 64 and 8. And Ephesians 2.10, that's just the beginning. So uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to watch it along up there or not, but Psalms 139 and 13 says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Psalms 119 and 73 says, Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in your word. Isaiah 64 and 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. And all we are, the work of your hand. And it gets me to my text. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Father, I thank you for your word. I ask you, Lord, to touch us tonight. Let us see and let us hear what you'd have us to see and to hear. Hide me behind the shadow of the cross, Lord, that I can speak your word with boldness, Lord, that the seed of the word would take root in our heart. God, I ask you, Lord, to move on me tonight. Lord, touch my body, touch my mind as I minister your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 We used to have Kleenexes up here, where they at. I got a bad habit of leaking every time I come up here. I want to preach for a few moments about his workmanship, his creation. I want us to think about this. For all of us sitting in this tabernacle or watching on Facebook tonight, have all been created by God. Every last one. You were created in God's image, not an animal's image. No monkey. Some of us may have the big ears. We may sit around like this or like this. we wasn't created in a monkey's image. We've all been created by God, and we are his special creation, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually, and in every other way. God has fashioned us into the image of Christ, like a skilled sculptor creates a masterpiece. He's created this. He's created us. God has created a beautiful piece of workmanship in every one of us. Hallelujah. God has created a beautiful piece of workmanship in every one of us. I want to look and see what the Spirit has built into us. When we receive Jesus, how many received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Looks like 100% tonight. I'm preaching to Christians. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Amen. When we received Jesus, the Holy Spirit built some things into all of us. And it was His workmanship. And I want to just look at a few things tonight. And again, I, I, I'm kind of under the weather, but and so I didn't really get to go as far and as deep as I want, but every, as far as I could go, I went. And so stay with me tonight. First, God built into us a spiritual nature. Our old nature was dead, but when Christ comes in, he built a new and alive nature that can communicate with God, that is filled with life, and that's the life of God. Jesus said in, in John 10.10, 10, I have come to give you life, and a life more abundantly. It comes from the life in the spiritual nature. Hallelujah. I'm gonna, I just felt like throwing this in today, so you just got to bear with me. First Corinthians 6 and 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor rival, uh, rivalers, Uh, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Praise God for salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I do do recognize right there at the beginning of that, in verse 9, it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? We see this in the world so much today. All these things I just listed going on in the world. And they said, we're all Christians. We're all going to the same place. It's not true. God's holding us to a higher standard. We're his workmanship. He expects better things for us than these things. God has built a place to dwell here on earth. And you know where it's at? It's in you. It's in me. It's in you. It's in me. God has built us. And you know what? He gives us character. How many knows the character? I know a lot of characters. (laughs) He's built character. I'm talking about the character that makes you do things right. Amen? We don't hear much about this anymore, but God only builds Christians with character. You're thinking, well, pastor, that's kind of tough and that's kind of rude or whatever. If you're a Christian, you're going to have character. Plain and simple. If you're a Christian, you're going to have character. Well, you know, God's still working on you. Well, he needs to keep working on you. But you need to have character. You need to have character. There's some old-fashioned words like honesty, integrity, faithfulness, commitment. These are all things that God built into us. We don't hear them too much today because people don't want that. They don't want accountability for any of these things. If your character doesn't live up to your witness, then keep your mouth shut. Well, that's just rude, Pastor. Pastor that's the truth. That's the truth. You can't go around telling people on Facebook that you're a Christian one minute, and the next minute you're showing something that a Christian wouldn't even look at or say or take part in. That's not a new creation. That's what we're supposed to be in God, right? A new creation. That's the old nature that needs to be crucified is that old sin nature that's one of my pet peeves. I don't look at Facebook that much, but when I do, it's frustrating. One minute I see somebody praising God, and the next minute they're cussing like a sailor. And I'm just like, What what are you trying to show us? You know, you go both ways, you're riding the fence, you don't God help us. We need to stop using excuses that we're not perfect. God's still working on me. We're not perfect. That's why it still slips out of my mouth. That's why I still drink just a little. That's why I still do a little drug. That's why I still sleep around just a little bit. God help us. You know, that's the way a lot of people think. Well, you know what? I I just seen a, a, a little movie here. Or I, I just seen a, or I just took a little drink. Well, Shelly doesn't like if I just kiss a little bit on a girl, okay? Right? So, a little bit of sin is still a whole lot of sin, right? God help us. We need to bathe everything, every thought, every word, every action with the Holy Ghost before we speak it. Before we live it, say it, post it. We need to check with the Holy Ghost. Is this what you wanted me to convey out of my life? If it doesn't line up with the Bible, don't do it. My granny used to say, if you have a question about it, it's probably wrong. Don't do it. There's a lot of things I had questions about. And I was like, does peanut butter and chocolate actually go together? I don't know. Just don't do it. <laughs> we can't take part of the word and twist it to make ourselves comfortable. A lot of people like to take just part of the word and let's twist it around till it makes me comfortable and what I'm doing in my life so I feel good and so I feel holy and I'm going to make it to heaven but I could take these words and just twist around just enough that I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. Guess what? God is a just God. We're not going to get around Him. We're not going to get around what He says. Sin will not go unpunished. I, I wrote this down, study to show yourself <laughs> approved. Hallelujah. Sin will not go unpunished. Character has been built in us. Don't keep it hidden. Don't keep it hidden. If God saved you, he, he saved you, but you have character in you now. Don't hide it. Don't be ashamed of it. You know, so many people say this. Uh, if you're meek, they feel like you're weak. And Shelly always tells people, so don't push Drew in the corner because he, he, he's kind of mean. And i was like, I, I'm not really mean. I just you, you take so much, and then you finally said that's enough. I had a man one time on a baseball field, and I'd lost my voice. And he come up, and he cussed me up one side and down the other and uh, over what I was going to do. And he thought I was going to do something else, and that's why he was mad at me, which I wasn't. I was playing their game right then as soon as we got this field ready. He was worried we was pushing them back to another time slot. And so he was cussing me up one side and down the other. And I sat and listened, listened, listened. And then I told him, I said, you guys play next. Oh, and I'm sorry. Isn't there a scripture like that that says something that, you know, soft answer will turns away wrath? Wow, that's character. That's character. We need, to, we need to exhibit our character. Character's been built in us, so we don't need to keep it hidden. People think as long as the preacher or somebody in the church doesn't know it, it's okay. Can I tell you right now, I'm the pastor, I'm not your judge. I'm not your judge. I'm, I'm not going to pro- uh, proclaim judgment on you, and, and you're going to enter into heaven or to hell because of what I'm going to think about you. Even when the preacher don't see it or anybody in the church, the deacons don't see it, nobody sees it. God's the one that sees it. God is the one that sees it. Wow. I'm just trying to help us understand the seriousness of our decisions here. What does character, integrity, honesty, faithfulness, and commitment look like? I'm going to keep going along this path. It looks like you going on vacation and still living, right? Boy, God, he gives great word on the night when these two walk back in. This is awesome. This is awesome. It looks like you going on vacation and still living, right? That's what it looks like. It's me and you still living for God when no one's watching, I'll use me. I won't use you guys. I'll use me. It's me not buying a beer last Friday night at Bush Stadium. Integrity, character, faithfulness, commitment to God. It's all right there. No one would have known. No one would have seen it. They'd probably zoom right in on TV. We have to have character even when no one's looking. I heard my mom talk about she was in a mall in Springfield, Missouri, and she said something. I don't know what it was. And She said, nobody's even here that knows me. And somebody walked right up to her and said, Sister Foster, how are you doing? (laughs) Somebody's watching, aren't they? It's you and I going to a motel and not watching a cussing field or nudity field movie when nobody's watching Nobody's watched. I heard a statistic one time that said at conventions, preacher's conventions is when the motels see the most dirty movies being played in the motel rooms. God help us. God help us. Man, I'll keep moving. I'm just getting all over everybody. Oh, I I should have kept this going together. It's got to be read together now. I see the next words. It's you and I going to a motel, not watching cuss-filled, naked uh, people-filled, anti-God things on television, for that matter, in your own home. Wow. Behind closed door. Well, the boys don't know. I mean, Shelly, we have our bedroom. We have our own TV. We can just watch whatever we want. God, help us character, honesty, integrity, faithfulness, commitment. looks like you and I when we don't cheat on our income taxes. When we have every right to keep the money, we argued to give back to the bank or Walmart and they wouldn't make it and they give it to you anyway. How many's ever had that happen? I've had it twice happen to me. Once by a bank, once by Walmart. They give me too much money back. I sat and fought and argued to give them money back. Bank would not take it back. Next day they called me and said, We believe we made an error and give you $100 too much. I said, You'll wait at my convenience now. (laughs) I tried to give it to you yesterday. I said, Now you're going to wait on my convenience. God has built into us love, mm. not a sensual love of the world, not a not a love with conditions, but a love with no strings attached. Man, I love preaching on love, I love preaching on love. That love is built into us. It's a part of God's workmanship inside us. This love covers a multitude of sins. It brings forgiveness. When we have every right to be mad and not show forgiveness, that kind of love brings forgiveness. It'll love those that are hard to get along with. It's the love of Jesus. How many of you know someone that's hard to get along with that's sitting right beside you right now? That's right, I got you again. Got you again. John thirteen thirty four said, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. We just want to love the people that love us, the people that blesses us, People that take us out to eat. The people that that does us buys us a Christmas present. Well, that's the one I want to love. (laughs) How about the mean neighbor that knocks over your trash can every little bit? You're just like, why? Why? It's the neighbor that mows the lawn and he he sheds paper plates over into your yard because he doesn't bother picking them up, but why? Why? There's a whole strand right between you. Your two problems. I'm not mowing it. You mow it. No, you mow it. Wow. Why would God put that terrible person right next to you at work? Boy, it's really an easy one, but sometimes it's tough for us because we see that person as just an irritant. We're just like that guy. I mean, you heard this. He rubs me the wrong way. Maybe God's trying to file something off of you. That's why he's rubbing you the wrong way. Because he wants you to love your neighbor as yourself. There's no way I can love that guy. I, there's no way I can love that girl. They've been too mean to me. Jesus, they were pretty mean to him on the cross. He still loved him. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Wow. That's love. Right? That's love right there. And we're worried about a coworker we don't like. How many has had a coworker try to string you up and crucify you on a cross? Well, there you go. You can tolerate it then. He wants you to learn to love people. I could go on and on about love, but I won't. I'm going to keep going. I believe God has built into us success. We are created into good work. God doesn't create junk. When God is involved, there's a higher standard. He doesn't do anything halfway. I've got one son in particular that does everything halfway, except eat. He does that full tilt. You tell him to do something, put the dishes up, three of the six glasses will get put up. Three of the six spoons, you know, whatever it is, half of it gets done. You're just like, why didn't you do it? Well, I, I got, I was, it, I seen something else and it was a squirrel, you know. They had to take off and follow. God doesn't make fa- failures He creates success. He wants you to be prosperous and to be successful. You need to feel good about yourself in God. And this is not a self help sermon. This is not one of these sermons where, you know, you just give your heart to God, everything's going to go great. And, you know, you need to feel good about everything you do with God. It's just, oh, do I have birds chirping above my head? It's not that kind of sermon. But God does things for success, He doesn't do anything for failure. We have to feel good about the position that we're in with God. He created us to be successful. Amen? First Kings 2 and 3 says, And keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Praise God, man. That's a... That's a scripture right there i want to stand on every day proverbs 3 and 1 says my son do not forget my law but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you let not mercy and truth forsake you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of god and man i want favor with god I want favor with God. We do things all the time. We, we have that serious radio, and on long trips, I'll listen to the radio. And every once in a while, Joel Steen's on there, and I, I'll listen to Joel. And, and uh, I, love, I love to listen to his jokes. Usually, I just turn it up the first five minutes, hear his joke, and turn it back down. But uh, it, it's every hour, it's on the hour, you can hear a joke. And so I enjoy that. But one of his things, he said, I'm highly favored. He's always talking about that. So when I'm driving around Walmart and I see that front row parking, I go, I'm highly favored. <laughs> I put on the Texas twang and everything. I'm highly favored. <laughs> highly favored. Thank God for being favored. Amen. We sometimes find ourselves down in the dumps and looking for someone to pat us on the back and to tell us it's all going to be all right. Wow, we just think about the word and what it says about us. We sit around and just have a pity party. I heard one preacher say that people sit around, sit around the pity pool. Not the kiddie pool, the pity pool. Some of them build diving boards and slides at their pity pool. They're there so long. God help us to get away from that. God has created us to be successful. Get out of the pool of self-pity and realize that you're somebody special to God and that God wants you to succeed. God has purpose for each and every one of our lives today. If you hit a bump in the road, if you hit a bump in the road of life, Get over it and keep going. How many have seen them speed bumps? Don't they aggravate the life out of you? You think, I'm not speeding. Why do they have to have it out there for me? But they won't move it. But you know what? If you hit a bump in the road of life, get over it. Keep going. Keep driving. Keep helping. Keep sharing. Keep loving. Every time I see a speed bump, I want to get over it as fast as I can with minimum damage. How fast can I go over this without bouncing the car and just breaking something? I want to get over it just as quick as I can. I can hear someone say that I don't feel like somebody in the body of Christ. I don't feel like I'm somebody in the body of Christ. I don't feel like I'm somebody in the body of TFT. Let me give you some helpful information right here. We have to decide whether we want to believe the Word of God or our feelings. That's one of the best things I'm going to say tonight. You might as well write that one down. Are you going to believe the Word of God and what it says or how you feel right now? If I went by my feelings right now, I'd be home in bed. If I went by my feelings right now, I wouldn't get up till Saturday. That's the way I feel. But you know what? We can't go by our feelings. We have to go. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? I know what God thinks about me. I know that he created me for success and for love. The workmanship, I want to get to this. Workmanship means a product, a fabric, a thing that is made, workmanship, handiwork, or new creation. Wow. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, or excuse me, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We're a new creation in Christ. We are his workmanship. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I was formed in the womb, I knew you. You know what? If he knew Jeremiah before he is formed, he knew me. He knew I would be the best kid that my parents ever had. He knew me that well. He said, My steps are ordered by him. Psalms thirty-seven twenty-three says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. <laughs> Not only that, he said, his stripes, I am healed. You can tell I'm sick today. I, was like, I need some healing in here. Isaiah 53 and 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So I stand here tonight in need of a healing. I believe that God is my answer. I'm not going to go by my feelings and how I feel. I'm going to go by his word and say I am healed. I am healed. In Jesus' name, I am healed. Shelly, would you come back? We're all God's creation. His workmanship created in his image. I mentioned this at the beginning. Genesis 1, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We wasn't formed in the image of a monkey. The silliest things I've ever seen in my life is people trying to convince people of evolution and, and tell me how come evolution has stopped now. And they say, oh, no, it's still going on. Well, I don't see anybody else still growing something out of their head or whatever. I don't understand that nonsense seen that show ancient aliens and they're more willing to believe that aliens come down and taught the Israelites how to use a manna machine and it would come down and they'd turn it on and it would spit out manna for them you can believe that and you can't believe there's just a creator the universe that our DNA is individually different from everybody else's it's just amazing just the medical fields can tell you there is a God there is a God they choose to believe something else we are his workmanship would you stand with me his workmanship, his creation. He's formed us. You covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. I asked earlier, we got 100% that we're Christians in here. Everybody's give their heart to Jesus. Would you find a place tonight And and just tell him, Father, I know who I am in you. You created me. Pastor, give me all these verses. It shows you created me. Let me walk that out. Let me walk that out. Every difficulty I have, you already knew it beforehand. God, help me to walk it out. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I ask you, Lord, to move on each and every heart tonight. Lord, let the seed of the word go deep. Lord, let us seal this tonight with a time of prayer. God, as we dedicate ourselves to you, then we understand who we are in you. Your workmanship, Lord, is in us. Your creative power is in us. God, you built us with character, Lord. Integrity, honesty, and faithfulness, commitment, God. All these things are found in us when we give our life to you. I ask you, Lord, for us to rededicate ourselves to your purpose. In Jesus' name.